0: I like the things in your background. Are those real? Are those real number plates?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, California, Texas, California, then New Mexico. Yeah,
0: interest. I like that.
1: So if I leave Oklahoma, I'll have my Oklahoma stuff hanging up
0: there.
1: Nice. Hi there. Welcome to the More Civil Podcast. This is a podcast for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them. I am Mo, and I am your host, ready to spark your curiosity as I take you on this adventurous ride of exploring cultures through the stories of my guests from all over the world. On this show, we get really personal, discussing salient issues that are relevant to our contemporary age and also building community around them. As our guests exercise courage and vulnerability in sharing their life's experiences, we hope that in turn, you are inspired by them and that you get the courage in it to set your own stories free. Enjoy the ride and thank you so much for listening. All right, um, welcome back everyone to the podcast. This is Mo. for those us for the first time. Welcome, welcome. And as you know how we do it on the show, have conversations and see how we can just, you know, learn and also connect people together. And along that narrative today, I have someone that I have been chasing um, in a very purposeful way because uh, I met them through a friend who introduced us. So shout out to Crab, aka Inca Show, one of my top anti-fans. And I know I love Inca very much, even though I'm going to have to take this part out. So when she told me about Wane, I knew that, okay, uh, I mean, you know when you like somebody and they talk about somebody else, you know that they're quality people. And yeah. I, I'm friends with him on WhatsApp and every now and then I would, you know, see his status and I just, I think I, I kind of have an idea of what he's like. But, so this um, episode will actually be the first time we're actually talking like at length and so I don't really know a lot about him, but I'm going to explore a lot of topics. Some things might just not fit together, but again, it's a conversation um, with two people who just want to learn and um also you know yeah i think learn that's it so without further ado please join me welcoming um banal Kolo. he's the co-host of the candy talk podcast um he described himself as a marcos a stand and he's also into c.s lewis um we'll be talking a little bit about crypto and nfts that non-fungible talking token that has been going everywhere and yeah and he resides in the uk so um Bane, hi and welcome to the show
0: Thank you very much for having me, Mo. Um, it's uh, it's a pleasure and it's uh, my honor to be here. Um, I like I was saying like I was saying before we started recording, you know, it's I, I kind of like felt I was reflecting on it today, and I was like, mm, I've, I think I've played a bit of too much too much of a hard to get uh, guest, and I'm I'm just happy that that's that's all under the year. Uh, that's all. Uh, all gone now, and uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, <laughs> um, it's okay. Wait. I
1: knew where you were. I mean, I, I knew that I could just bug you whenever I wanted to, and then I think seeing your WhatsApp status and seeing things were up to I was like it actually helped me buy enough time because the story was just sipping like a good cup of hot tea. So let's let's unpack and start from the very beginning. I like asking the first questions first. Yeah. I know, you are Nigerian? Yeah. Tell us how your childhood was like, and um, and what you know precipitated precipitated the move to the UK.
0: Okay, uh, so basically, um so I was born in the UK. Um and then so I was born when so my dad my dad and my mom were you know, they came here to study. Um and my dad did his master's degree around the time I was born and then we went back to Nigeria because he, you know, he came on scholarship and, and had a job back in Nigeria, so with the Benue State government, I think I when I was like two. Grew up in Nigeria. I grew up the, fa- the first few years of my um, life was growing up in my hometown. It was good. It was it was it was nice. It was fun. Um, things were good then, you know, in Nigeria. Um, and so yeah, it was fun until things were not so good. <laughs> um, so my childhood was how to put it, it was it was in a house that was full of love and full of. A lot of people we had like relatives, you know, we had cousins. Our house was always like full and so we, we always had people around. So it was always like I grew up in that kind of environment. Um it was fun. Um like every other child, every other boy, you know, we all got played football and all of those things, you know, while we we're kids and, and stuff like that. Um and yeah, so my yeah, so that that's that's pretty much my childhood. I don't know this. I'm I'm trying to look for something that really stands out, but like, you know, I was just like a typical kid, growing up, growing up in Nigeria, um, but in my hometown, and then um, growing up, you know, into my teens in Lagos.
1: I mean, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to stand out. It's your story, and you know, yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I grew up into my teens and then all of this time I went to boarding house School in um in my state as well, Federal Government College of Wolaou in Kobe State. Oh,
1: I went to Federal Government Girls College Oh, right? uh,
0: you see uh, so,
1: <laughs>
0: so Unity so we're, schools, all, yeah. we're all we're all Unity students.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <we're laughs> That's it. So I went to so I went to that school and um that was that was I think one of the things that going to secondary school as a boarding student did for me was that it made me, it taught us, it taught me how to be resilient quite quickly and taught me to, taught me how unfair life is because, you know, you know how it can be, it's brutal, you know, you, you know, it's just... It's just brutal, you know how it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's a seniority, yeah, yeah. there's all of that going on. You know, you get
1: hierarchy, hierarchy of life. Hierarchy. like It's just it's,
0: it's just what it is. So hierarchical, um, yeah. and then you you also hear you also see some of those things that play out where you um you know like when you're in um when you're in your fifth year, you get the most hate from the final <laughs> year students because you're the one about to you're the one that is like yeah. closest to them and. You know, so we went through all of that. It, it, I, I learned a lot of life skills from there. You know how to, just I learned. I think I had, a I think I got like um I got. Um, to today, right now, I I do a lot of I go for a lot of walks, and I walk in the night, and people are like, "Aren't you scared?" or stuff like that. Uh-huh. I think I got that from going to boarding house school because remember then, <laughs> you
1: just walk, yeah.
0: You know the food from the school wasn't good wasn't good enough so what we're doing was as boys we'll go out we'll go through the bush we we'll cut we had a path, through we'll the bush we'll go out at night. we had like a we had like this lady that we had like this lady that had like a
1: a, a booker a, a
0: booker a booketeria <laughs> that we called her a Mama Joy <laughs> She brought Mama is- Joy. So today I can never we can never forget that name you know and then we all go out I'm, t- I'm talking 10, 12 11 at sometimes i used to go by myself sometimes to go with friends you know so that kind of like those, the training that we got from that was you know i really don't have fear of the dark per se i don't really have fear of being alone you know i don't really have those kind of fears uh, so that those are good things obviously there's i wouldn't put my child through that if if yeah, I would never. I would never.
1: Yeah. It's, it's different now. I, yeah, it's different. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, yeah. I I don't know. I just I just feel that it does more damage than it does good. In my opinion, I could be wrong.
1: Depending on the individual, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. people that yeah. went to the same school together, and our experiences are totally different. I mean, do I still have Oops, some sorry. trauma from the school that came out? Of course, yes. Well, I mean, kind of like with you. What my school told me was just that cultural curiosity, because we had people from all over. You know. And I think that was the beauty of the unity schools. They brought kids from all over the country. It was 100%. like a mini NYSC camp. And 100%. you just found your people in an artificial environment where you have to make life. Because school was always on lockdown. You could only leave, you know, except illegally, but during, like, you know, holidays. Like we did. <laughs> exactly, like you guys did. And yes. But you just, it was it was a very charged environment. And you learned to just, you know, grow up quickly. I learned to responsibility. I was a mess before I entered there. And I came out just, you know, feeling ready to take on the world. So wow. I can do with little or nothing, you know, or even much. I can abase and abound. And I can, you know, um, I, I can, I'm can. i okay by myself, you know. Nice. I also enjoy people. so. But I, I really credit my high school for building those life skills in me.
0: One, one skill I, I credit my high school for was it also taught me to take risks. And I think it has contributed to the kind of risk appetite that I have today. Um, yeah, that's kind of contributed to it um the fact that I um like to take, that I'm comfortable with taking certain kind of risks and yeah uh yeah um obviously I've tempered it over the years but yeah. It's it's something. It's a skill that I, I I learned from 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 being in that situation. Obviously, it's not it's not it wasn't the best. Kids don't do it when you're in school. Don't go to <laughs> well. Yeah, they
1: will learn. If I, there's always you know a risk. You have to take a certain age. So 100%. um, so how long have you been living in the UK?
0: I've been in the UK now since 2007.
1: Oh wow, that's like 14 years.
0: Yeah, 14 years. Yeah, I've been here for ages now. Yeah.
1: Oh wow. So I'm just curious to know like. I know, you know, um, you probably didn't have to go through the difficulty of immigrating as far as having to, like, have a legal stay and go through visa issues because you were a UK citizen. Yeah. But above and beyond that, what were some of the challenges you had, you know, just, you know, acclimating back into the system? And is there is racism very, you know, overt in your country?
0: Yeah, um, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll start from the first one. Obviously, like you said, you know, because I was a citizen, it was quite straightforward. Um, there was no problem and then I had friends here already I, I'd been here I'd, I'd come to visit so it, was, it wasn't it was completely a um a fresh and then the funny thing was that the town I used to come to visit I'd come to visit was Coventry that was the very same town that I came back to and I lived um, Coventry is in the West Midlands it's just about an hour by train from London it's north of London Um it's a very nice town. It's just close to Birmingham, the real Birmingham, the original Birmingham. <laughs> for those of you in the states, I'm um, just joking. Um, but um, no, Alabama. Not to be confused with one in Alabama. Yeah, like. not, not not Birmingham, Alabama, or Birmingham. No. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Coventry is very close to Birmingham, which is one of the which Birmingham, which is the second or third largest city, depends depending on who you're talking to, in the UK, right? So, um, so. Settling down was quite straightforward. It was no problem, you know. I, I had friends who were generous with their, with, with their space. Let me in. Um, I got a job pretty quickly. Um, even though it was like a very menial job, but it was a job. I, I was determined not to, um, not to be on government. Though I didn't. I when I left Nigeria, I think it was one of the things I told myself that I wasn't going to. I knew that the way I started was. The way you start in a place is the it will determine a lot of your direction. So, I got a job. Um, I was working in a warehouse. Uh, I did that for like a year, and then I worked with the government. Then, with Lloyd's Banking Group, and then my last role was with Deloitte. And uh, I've, I have I've been doing my own, I've been doing my own thing since uh, beginning of this year. Um, so that's 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 the job side of things in terms of like so immigration and all of that that's we've answered that already um and like you I didn't I knew who I was I came from a country where you know I wasn't you know no one looked down on me or a anything problem. like that. Yeah, yeah. you know. where pretty in Nigeria. Is, is either you have money or you don't have oh, money. You don't, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a case of. It so, was a different
1: class. At least I could rise
0: up. You know exactly. You know <laughs> your your situation could change in Nigeria. You know, so um, I didn't have that problem of of of, of being. A, I, I don't. I didn't notice. I'm not really. I'm not going to lie. I have not really had a um. What I'll say like. In your face, I think I've had maybe like once or twice where someone has once where someone has actually used the N word at me. All the same, so that's the only experience I've had. Um, in terms of like, you said in terms of like, as a black person, um, I'm not gonna lie, this country has been good to me. Um, it's been good to me.
1: I think for you is you've always had that protective factor in the sense of having gone through a boarding house and and also the way you've been built up by the connection you have with your family so moving to the UK wasn't going to you know roughen you up because it was a place you were somewhat familiar with and and I guess even if you've had some bad experiences your outlook in about life in general will serve as protective mechanisms against them and I, I asked that to really you know see how we can support those that are moving because you know a lot of Nigerians now are trying to like escape that country moving to Canada, moving to the UK, is you know, um, find your people and, you know, all the resilience you've learned in Nigeria, make use it to your advantage. Um you might start doing jobs that you didn't really think you were gonna do just because, you know, maybe you were a bank manager in Nigeria or a doctor, now you're cleaning toilets. Just don't that nothing is
0: permanent. To be honest, sorry to cut you short there. And and I only did that because I had just come in. I didn't know any did better. But the truth of the matter is that and nigerians who are highly skilled are coming in now they don't even have to do that i'm not even joking I'm, they don't have to do that once there are there is a red there's a ready made nigerian community around here that will come around you and will get you into the right places like quite quickly like we'll tell you what you need to do and get you just make sure before you come that you let your people here know and they'll be like yep yeah. sorry boom 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 you know you get in you might probably have to just do I mean, maybe 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 like for a few weeks, but with the job situation currently, the job market currently, nah, you're not gonna. But I think it's
1: also constant, it. it's confident on two things. One is you find the right people, and two is you know um the quality of information you're getting from those people. Because I've had people 100%. like sow the seeds of frustration in you because it was rough for them. they think that it has to be rough for everybody. That's why whenever I talk about my rough experiences, I always make it seem like it might not be applicable to you but this is what I went through and this is what you need to do so you don't go through what I did but sometimes you fall short of that We just want to go with the sub stories and you know the frustrating stories and like oh yeah if you don't listen to my advice then I'm not ready to help you so we have to still be careful who we listen to you're
0: you're absolutely you're absolutely spot on finding the right people before you come here Find the right people is absolutely key. Yeah, yeah. Find the right people, so yeah. you don't even have to even come to meet. Yeah, you don't even have to come to meet a community of people. Yeah, you can be in Nigeria already. You're already taking some, uh, you know, steps before you 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 get into the country. But yeah, um yeah. But yeah. So as as I was saying, you know, this country has has been good to me. Um, it, it has it has been, you know, net good to me. Um, I probably have been looked over for at work or I don't know for I don't know I honestly can't point to it I, I, I usually can't see all the disappointments I've had in my career, working in finance for example, in my opinion has been down to either me not being as competent as I should be or me not be the best candidate for the role um, I don't think I have gone for a role or anything like that where they looked at me and solely said, "Oh, it's because you're not black." I don't think so. It could be, oh, sorry, it's because you're black. We're not going to take you, but I don't think so. But I, I, that's 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 the way I view it. Uh, I I just tend to just go with that. That <laughs> listen, you you weren't the best candidate the better candidate the better candidate got the role and, and I just get on with it is it a coping mechanism I don't know I just don't like to overrate myself you know I I, I one, I, one I, could
1: say maybe it's one Um, the fact they are taking on the responsibility of always saying like if it doesn't happen for me it's because I am not adequate enough that can some might argue that it could be because of not, that sense of otherness you bring from not being from there per se. Yeah. And then yeah. And another one could be perhaps, you know, they might not communicate that to you in clear words, but it could still be some discriminatory, you know, practices going on. It might not be in 100%. all cases, you know. But again, I think it's the uniqueness, the yeah. Yes, it's the uniqueness of the UK in, in the sense that your brand of racism like I heard is different <laughs> from here, you know.
0: <laughs> it's not it's not it's not in your face. It's not in your it's
1: face. It's very polite. I, even though I train our exactly, even Nigeria is not without its problem. We're a bunch of very classist people, and, you know... They oh, will my just, God, they yeah. are. This is a human problem. So, it, okay, for those that are listening, when I try to say UK, US is bad, or anything like that, people are just going to be horrible, wherever the country is going to be from. But i just 100%. some unique, you know, characteristics that are trying to tease out. But anyways, I think, you know, enough about that. So it seems like you started your own business, right? So you're, you're an entrepreneur, it seems?
0: Um, yes. Um it's it's been a it's been kind of like a funny journey for me um so i was working i was with working with deloitte up until february this year and then it was a contract role. that contract came to an end and then i really didn't enjoy working during the lockdown i'm not gonna lie um it was it was exhausting and I've never really liked i've always <laughs> I've never really liked the whole corporate life. The whole you know, the whole dressing up and you know going to work and smiling with people that you really don't like be to <laughs> people you don't like, you know, you know, and small talk and uh you know, and you have to do it because you know you have to. Um so when I had finished the NFT space was just taking off. Um, I've been i been hearing about the NFT space. I'd already was already involved in a way, um, and you know, just um, I'd already been involved in cryptocurrency since 2017. So it was it was easy for me to kind of like see. It was easier, not easy, easier for me to see what NFT was about. Um, well, even then, even then at the first. At first, I didn't understand what was happening but what I told myself was I missed out a lot on the crypto even though I was in crypto in 2017 and I made money I missed out a lot of the first crypto bull market because I was looking to understand everything first before jumping in but I decided to change the way I work now which is to learn what I do just get in you know, know just a little enough to dip your toe in and just get in. So currently, what I'm doing is um um I've all, and, and then primarily I've always wanted to be a collector. I've went wanted, wanted to be an art collector. I've always wanted to own art. So and I saw this unique opportunity that arts were a being their digital. So I'm um, well. I still live in a flat. Um. I don't. I'm not rich enough to have like a
1: a gallery, uh, a, wall. a
0: gallery of my own. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, this just makes it so easy. It's the same reason why I back, why I buy. I don't buy hardcover books anymore. You know, I only buy a few hardcover. You know, most of my books are on my Kindle because I can carry fourteen thousand books and just yeah. on my my tablet. So essentially, I said, this is brilliant. This is perfect. You know. A, I like to do it. I like collectibles generally and I love to collect art. Mm-hmm. And then this is uh, an exciting market. And then fortunately, I got you know, I was part of some of the most iconic NFT projects so far.
1: Was um, that Defiance one that you guys did recently?
0: The Defiance one was our project. I'm, I'm talking about um oh. an NFT mm-hmm. that I collected. Yes, an NFT that I collected. So it it was um it was it was quite it's it's actually probably up in the top three or top four NFTs at the moment in terms of like how iconic, how strong the brand is.
1: Congratulations.
0: Right. <laughs> Thank so you a, very much. It's
1: still a million, potentially.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> One of the things I've noticed, I've looked at it historically, when the internet started, the early players were rewarded for being early so you get rewarded for being early so and a 9 to 5 job is going to really be distracting because the way this space is the way this space moves you just have to be able to have access you're literally just following the news and and then you're you're following so I follow certain people on Twitter now that drop actionable info and I just react on it quite quickly.
1: Okay. So, so I'm, yeah. I, I I'll give myself credit. I know some things, right? But I will be very honest to say that when it comes to like crypto, and I think we kinda of had a little bit of chat about this before we hit the record button.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Crypto even the name itself is very cryptic to me. And I like to see where my my, my money is it's not like something that is abstract up in the air. And I know crypto was, you know, still gaining ground for the added, you know, NFT. So NFT for me is almost like from the guys who brought you crypto, here is this new thing we don't all understand. So maybe just, you know...
0: Esoteric. It's esoteric. <laughs> <not>
1: esoteric. <laughs> you know, I do get the concept, right? And I think as even as a creative, is the opportunity for you to give your, um, your consumers almost like a stake in your, in your creativity. And so I understand that it's something that, you know, holds some form of value. Even though by me selling something, you know, very NFT, it doesn't mean that the buyer has like creative rights over it. So can you just unpack, you know, dumb it down for people like me. What's cryptocurrency and the, you know, the blockchain Ethereum where it seems like it's housing all this blockchain and why do countries like China have issues with, you know, um, crypto and then NFT. What's that about?
0: You, you actually are very, I'm not even going to lie. You are well educated. In fact, as a matter of fact, you sound more educated on it than some people that I know. I'm, and I'm serious. Oh, thank than you. That, that some people that I know that are in this space. I'm, I'm I'm dead serious. I'm not even maybe I should start investing. In it's
1: just that me, I'm very old school in my
0: thinking. You you do you actually you actually nailed you pretty much nailed it. Oh, really? I'm not even gonna maybe the only thing that you nailed is the NFT part of it. Okay. Um. But so I'll start with crypto. What 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 are cryptocurrencies? Cryptocurrencies are simply just currency, digital currencies. That that's all. Programmable money, um. Essentially, um, before now, money had to be fiat, um, and what's happened is that we've now had um a system, is a, a way where programs have been able to um where scientists have been able to create value within a network and because there's value on the network they've now created tokens on that network which we have no other way to nothing else to call them but to give them the name cryptocurrency genuinely really and truly they're actually tokens so it's like how you it's like how you play a game or it's like how you go to the casino, for example. Those who go to the casino, you get this quite quickly. You go you, you go to the counter or something and you get chips, don't you? You pay money and you get chips. Now, those chips now represent money on the table. You don't play with real money, do you? You play with chips as money. That's exactly what cryptocurrencies are. So imagine crypto world, imagine the table where you play, where you gamble as the network. Let's let's use Bitcoin as an example. Imagine the table as Bitcoin and the chips as the Bitcoin token. So I'll quickly do something. There is Bitcoin capital B the network. Then there's Bitcoin small letter B the currency token. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's it. That's what cryptocurrencies are. They're just happening within their, 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 it's just money that has been created to be used on a particular network. Now what's happened is that the reason why it's become also valuable now is that I'll give you Bitcoin zone quite quickly. So imagine, let's go back to this casino example. Imagine that we have this casino that has a capped number of chips, right like there are only 50 chips in this casino and every day more and more people are coming in with more money to they want to everyone wants to use everyone wants to play in this casino but this casino only has 50 chips and they are doing no more guess what happens to to, to the value of each casino like okay. each, yeah. it goes up because more money is pouring in yeah and it's very and it's a cap supply. So that's that is the essentially the selling point of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is programmed such a way that and it's open source, not controlled by anybody. Such a way that once it gets to 20 million tokens, there'll be no more bitcoins in, being mined. We're currently at 18 million. So I think we have from now until like 2025 and there'll be no more new bitcoins. Will simply be that's it and most bitcoins right now as I speak to you are in cold storage of billionaires and millionaires they are off network off exchanges so they're scarce they're becoming scarcer and scarcer every day so the main um selling point for bitcoin is that it is money money the dollar and your typical currencies have been debased so much by the government. Yeah. Because of the printing and because of and the... And even
1: the transaction, I mean, like, across borders, right? Like, naira to dollar and all that is yeah. always going to be, you know, um determined by who's stronger at the particular moment of that transaction.
0: Exactly. But just imagine this, right? So all 20... I read something somewhere that I think 20% of all the dollar that's ever been printed was minted in the last eighteen months, the sheer amount of dollars that have been thrown at the system oh. i'm not sure about the figure not, don't quote me please oh, but yeah, yeah. there's a ridiculous amount of money to give you context about three three trillion dollars has been printed over the last twenty four months printed and poured into the system um for people who own a lot of money and for people for what, what that does to your what that does to your savings is that it erodes your purchasing power because with more money comes and that's why we're having inflation right now yeah, that's why inflation, yeah. it's one of the major factors behind inflation right yeah, now yeah. obviously there are other issues like um, the supply supply chain shocks and all of that but the truth of the matter is that there's a lot of money chasing there's more money chasing few, um, the same number of goods and services so mm-hmm inflation is bound to happen. So your the value of your money is being eroded. So people are running to Bitcoin as they usually do to gold as they usually do to um, move to other like hard assets, right? Arts and things like that as a store of value. Now, let me switch to Ethereum. Ethereum is slightly different from Bitcoin. Bitcoin, we don't know. There's no... We d- we don't know who made it. The groups we don't know who Satoshi is. I, think, I, think I was
1: about saying the Japanese guy. They found someone like him in San Francisco, but he wasn't
0: the one. Yeah, yeah. you know, no one knows who Satoshi is or who they are. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah,
1: Satoshi,
0: yeah. Satoshi it could. Nakamoto. I think that's his
1: name or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, 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 we don't know if it's a group of people or if it's one person. Um, so but we Ethereum we know who we know is Buterin uh, Vitalik. A Belarusian uh, American, is it Belarusian or Russian? I think it's Russian or Ukrainian. One of those, not important, he's American. Uh, He founded Bitcoin, uh, sorry, Ethereum in 2013. Um, He decided to go in a slightly different direction for Bitcoin. Um, Ethereum decided to go in a slightly different direction from Bitcoin to create what is called smart contracts so as to enable all sorts of applications to be built on their network and that is what has led to where Ethereum is today Ethereum is now the most in my opinion from a utility point of view the most important cryptocurrency because without Ethereum there will be no NFTs yeah without Ethereum there will be no decentralized finance that is going on right now yeah without Ethereum there will be no um there are all sorts that are built on the Ethereum at least the last time I checked, there are two thousand different projects, thriving projects. Some of them billion-dollar projects, all built on the Ethereum network. So you have banking, you have finance, you have even tax reporting um, applications built on the Ethereum network. Ethereum net, the Ethereum network just like Bitcoin um, has an open and distributed ledger that records all the that has a record a of, record of all the transactions on it. So everything from the beginning from twenty thirteen till today, you can you can go do your audit. Okay. You can know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know someone's wallet, for example, you can you can go to there's a website you can go to, it's called etherscan.io and you can put in their address and pull up all the transactions they've done.
1: Okay. I mean so Three criticisms which I think we can explore. One would be yeah. anytime I because crypto was beginning to look like those MLM scams that was you know running at yeah. one point. I know how an yes, interest, you know how Nigerians can be, they just get on something before you know everybody wants to come and buy crypto, come and buy crypto. I am buying nothing until so I know what's going on. That's one criticism. 100%. And number two would be, um, uh, so I know with NFTs because of just the amount of. Um, i guess work that goes into validating those blockchain transactions you know that have been done on the blockchain there've been um, some criticisms criticisms about you know energy cost and um, the effect on carbon footprint so that's number 2 and the number 3 which i think we can unpack would be um the case of that guy uh, i think he was um, i think we we're talking about him earlier on is it Steven Thomas so um, Stefan Thomas yeah the one who lost his password and he had kept it on i think um a hard drive, iron key, which you know is imp- impenetrable. It's military grade hardware, impervious to all attacks, and he's still not able to recover the password. And he was paid, yeah. he was being paid, you know, in bitcoins. I think since with 2000, and, you know, was it 2007 or 2000? 2000 yeah. Uh, there about before it became uh, a big thing, right?
0: And, yeah. Because yeah. Um, I 2009. Too. Yes,
1: of 2009. Now, I mean, he's lost currently, unless he finds finds that password. 256 million dollars so let's break down those three criticisms like I'm very worried of you know following the crowd and it seems like it's becoming super saturated in the, you know Bitcoin NFT world and uh, number two will be you know just the effect on the on, on the environment as a whole and then finally will be losing your password so what do you have to say about those three points
0: um yeah I uh, will start with losing your path your I'll start with the last one actually yeah losing your past phrase. Yeah, it's just unfortunately I've got nothing. I've, i actually can't I've got no um soothing answer for that because so the idea behind so let, let I'll back up a little bit to what has led to what led to Bitcoin, you know. I mean there've been attempts at creating a truly yeah, decentralized yeah. form of money yeah. before Bitcoin. You know, it was 2004, there was two thousand and four, there was two thousand and six um, i have forgotten the, the scientist now. He's now he's now late. He oh, had. Is um, it um,
1: Halfini?
0: Yeah, Halfini. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he'd been. In fact, many people suggest, and many people think that he is Satoshi. Yeah.
1: Some people yeah. think yeah. that he's Satoshi. He right. a few blocks from Satoshi. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So now there have been many attempts before now, but what made um, Bitcoin really take off was. The fact that it finally solved some of the problems that they had, it was truly, they finally were able to make it truly decentralized. That was one. And then secondly, we just had the worst economic recession since the Great Depression, which showed a lot of things that we couldn't trust the banks. Banks were betting against their customers, right? Banks was, Imagine that. Banks were selling products to their customers and betting against them.
1: It's like your right. doctor so to give lost, a bet against you. Like,
0: where's the hope? It, it's just ridiculous. And people, people don't realize what the import of that, you know? So people had lost hope in the banking system, but there was no alternative. And there comes this guy promising that ultra safe money, ultra sound money, ultra hard money can't be broken, can't be duplicated, you know? Um, it is scarce, and money should be scarce. Those are the those are the fundamental value um, attributes of money. So, the ad, the idea behind decentralization of uh, banking or going bankless is that you are now your own bank. So, I'm sorry, like every bank, you're responsible for your bank. So it's like it's like going to it's like a bank saying. Um, their vault was their vault got locked they, somebody did the combination to the vault somebody set the um, the combination to the locks and the person died with the information I'm sorry no one is everyone's going to be like okay yeah and then uh, we want to get our money please thank you very much so if you're now your own bank that's, so that's... that. It comes with it. You can't... If you're now your own bank... If you're saying... No more... You know, away with you banks... You're now your own bank... You're gonna... It comes with the responsibility... Of being your own bank. Okay, so... A hundred percent... Banking... Be your own bank 101... Being your own bank 101... Is... If you lose your keys... That's the I'm end. sorry. Oh. That's the end. There are, there are lots of horror, horror stories... In this space... You know... But there are more good stories... Than they are horror stories. Loads of lives changed and all of that. So it's it, it's good. You have to take the good with the bad, unfortunately. And those are the those are the nasty stories. And what I'll say to people that are listening is that you don't you don't take the outline. Those are the outli- yeah, outlier outliers. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. Those are the outlier not, stories. You yeah. don't.
0: You know, not not many people have that. Not many people who were in Bitcoin space have lost their have lost their keys. I oh, have yeah.
1: made
0: that much, I mean, as a way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh no, oh, trust me, people have made that much. Oh, really? Trust me. Is that
1: like, the oh, you know, made that much?
0: Trust me, there are people with, sitting on a lot of money, like, and they're just quiet. They don't... There's so many Bitcoin owners, so many wallets that haven't, they've not been a single transaction on their wallet since, forever. It's like, almost 10 years ago. So they just quiet? They, they don't need it. Just like, yeah, there's no need... Don't you know? You don't touch it. You don't get it's no problems. Going to just crash anymore.
1: one day and then it loses value. Do you think that can ever happen?
0: It's happened. It's happened. I know we've it went had down a while,
1: you know, but it came back up again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To give you context, with when it it when it hit twenty thousand dollars in twenty seventeen at its height, nineteen thousand almost twenty thousand dollars in two thousand seventeen, it crashed from there back to like below ten thousand dollars. That's fifty percent, wow. and then. I think in twenty nineteen it crashed to like three thousand dollars at some point. It's, it's it is volatile. It's not for the faint hearted.
1: It it's not for the faint
0: hearted. <laughs> it's not for the faint no, I will tell people now because because it's a, an emerging it's, a, because it's an emerging um, sector and industry. Yeah it's they not for out. it is not for the faint hearted. Yeah. And also it's all about timing and it's all about not trying to be clever so when do you get in how much are you exposed to it so for example we always tell people start small don't try and see don't try when you listen when you hear stories of people oh i just going to it with 10,000 with 1,000 dollars and now it's now 50 million dollars those stories slap yourself whenever you hear those stories and just quickly shake it out of your head because the human mind is very powerful mm-hmm. the moment you accept those stories you'll not be like I'm next in line not not knowing that those are those are outliers. those stories are just one in a million, and people are just lucky to time it most of the time. you never get the timing right it's like like you rightfully said it's like gambling yeah. getting it right all the time is not guaranteed, so that's what I'll say okay. and then on to the second question yeah you said um it was the environmental angle right
1: yes yes i'm going
0: i'm going to reverse okay (laughs) yeah so with the environmental one um i would just say (sighs) with bitcoin most of the bitcoin mining actually what they're doing is they are they're not they're not necessarily it's not like they're Sat in people's houses. These rigs are very, very expensive to get. So it's not like my computer uh, in my house here yeah, just consuming electricity. What most of those mining rigs do is that they go to like maybe like a hydro power station.
1: Yeah, and they're sort
0: or of like a power plant, all the excess energy that is not being all the energy used- that usually goes to waste mm. is what they try to tap into and use to mine. That is actually what happens with a lot of the mining of Bitcoin. Oh. Um, it's just, a, it's just a, um, an argument that they've, that they've used so much that everyone has taken it as a fact that Bitcoin is, is leading to a, a loss of... It, 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 it's contributing to uh, our carbon footprint. It's actually using energy that is already there. It's not like it's demanding more energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's yeah, it's still there. Energy.
1: That will have led following. It's consuming
0: the that, that would yes, exactly. It's it's most of the mining rigs are set up such that they are making use of energy that would have otherwise been lost. That's my understanding, yeah. you know. And if if I'm wrong, I can I stand corrected. But that's my understanding of it. I'm not really a Bitcoin guy, so that's the little bit I know about Bitcoin mining. I'll I'll move on to Ethereum. All of the and I know, as an NFT person, we—I have every day I sit on Twitter, I get people, especially like their artists who, who have a righteous anger at NFTs. With, with with Ethereum network, we are moving from what is called the proof of work to proof of stake, which means that we well, proof of work in, you know, is what the mining. That's currently going on is which all the validation of every transaction that you talked about that consumes a lot of energy. That's true. I can't run away from it. Yeah. It consumes a lot of energy. Yeah. But we're moving from that to proof of stake. We're moving from proof of work to proof of stake. Proof of stake reduces, um, for Ethereum. I can speak for Ethereum. Reduces consumption by almost ninety nine percent. Energy consumption by almost ninety nine percent. Um. Which then changes, which then ends that whole argument. Of, oh, you are connecting, you are consuming energy, you know. So okay. yeah, that's what I have to say. And and, and my argument, my counter argument to that is: whenever you watch Netflix on the train, I know. you're contributing. You're contributing to. But you're contributing minding, to-
1: like you know a whole energy level that can feed a whole family in Sub-Saharan Africa, for example.
0: Well, if you, con- if, you, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, um, yeah, I've got no answer to that. But, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that there's a counter argument to literally everything, even like yeah. your vegan, to your oh, vegan. Oh, I know, I
1: know. It takes much more, like, even like the organic stuff and all. At the end of the day, my cancel out. Because when you're trying to produce like eco friendly stuff, you're spending much more money, more time, you know, but hey.
0: Um, so yeah, to build, to, to, soya is one of the major, uh, just as soya, a quick yeah, digression, yeah. soya is one of the major ingredients in, in vegan meals. Yeah. You know, to plant this massive soya farm, <laughs> so guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to do a lot of clearing. Yeah. And what does that do? That needs, yeah. It leads to deforestation. So there are no easy answers. And that's that's the problem I have with people that come up with just,
1: yeah, yeah. oh,
0: you're contributing to this. Yeah. Okay, so should we just, should we... Just shut up the whole yeah. industry that has created so much value for a lot of people.
1: And I think at the end of the day, it's just privilege, you know. Because if you're if you're not if you're not hungry, right, you'll be thinking of ways to be eco-friendly. Because people that live in poverty are already eco-friendly. They don't even have like solar. They don't have um, you know um, these hybrid cars or anything like that. And so, exactly. sometimes I roll my eyes when celebrities are trying to tell us what to do. Like, is it for you to exactly. start talking about Greenpeace and green space and all that? Because you already reached that—you know, you've passed the um Maslow hierarchy of needs. You've you've gone 100%. past that. Some are still like on the basic needs. So, please don't trample on my on my right to exist. and like just find it's, happiness in life, you know.
0: E- exactly. Yeah. Now, NFTs, for example, have changed the lives of people around the world. People yeah. in Nigeria. People in imagine telling that person in Nigeria who's living under that despotic government right yeah. now who has whose NFC has changed their life that somehow they're contributing to climate change climate change when you know we have Saudi Arabia that you sell arms to I know right you know that, that sells crude oil I'm, I'm like what are you are you having a laugh <laughs> are you are you, you, you're, you're actually having a laugh yeah and it's such it's such an annoying Argument to be honest, because anyway, yeah. But that's that's my answer to it. My answer to it is that for Ethereum, which is what houses this, which is the network that most um, NFTs uh, are built, uh, NFT platforms or NFT out of the NFT minting has been uh, do, uh, trading, buying and selling happens on. Um, we're moving to proof of stake. It was meant to happen in June next year. I think it's been moved back to move forward, sorry, to March and uh, sometime in the spring of next year. So to uh, we're looking to make that happen quicker. Um and so that you know we won't be having this conversation again.
1: I, I think like with most places there's always the risk of it being dominated by extremists. And I'm definitely see I'm beginning to see how, you know, there's this big, there's this strong and I know it's not everybody in the Bitcoin community some people are very quiet and low key about it. There's just this, you know, they're having this strong, you know Giving this veganism vibes, it's, became, it's beginning to look like this ultra religion group, that religious group we don't want to be a part of. It is a
0: religious group. i that. No, oh no, no, no. Oh, I have a prop. I'm in crypto.
1: Okay,
0: but crypto, crypto bros, as they call them. Oh my god! No, 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 my god! Especially Bitcoin, Bitcoin. We call them Bitcoin maxis. Bitcoin maxis drone on and on i follow some bitcoin marks the like only people. reason i still yeah. fo- mm. the only reason i still follow them is because they are very smart
1: yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they are
0: actually very smart people <laughs> but they just drone on and on and on and on <laughs> they don't even believe that other cryptocurrencies are good enough that's how bad some of them oh, are
1: oh jeez again not like, like vegans, you know? <laughs> you're not vegan enough I'm like, <laughs> what <laughs> because of the decentralization of it and the fact that they are taking away the government control, which, you know, let's if you think about it, U.S.-China, they all have that in common. The government still wants to exert some form of control on their people. China just has a different way of doing it, but again, at the end of the day, it's still control. So I see why, you know, for example, I know China recently, they banned um, you know, trading of it, you know, and making it even harder. So a lot of people in China have to go through different ways of having to trade their currencies. But... um, what
0: do you have to say about that, and then we can talk about NFT. Yeah, um, China is a very Ch- China believes in centralization, uh-huh. so you, so decentralization is just very anti and very diametrically opposed to how they view things. That's just the simple answer. I mean, there's just one person sitting on top and making all the decisions.
1: Uh-huh. There's a committee.
0: <laughs> there's a communist there. There's a there's a communist. Um, there's a China's communist. The communist Party. There's like a committee of yeah. There's a committee. And then they answer to one man, and that's it. He makes a decision for like one point, what three, so four billion people. Year, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so they, they believe Chinese Chinese people believe in collectivism, um, and I, it's just funny how whenever they say that, it just it just makes me laugh. I'm like, you say you believe in collectivism, but that collectivism is being determined by just a few people. How collective is that? Mm. Nah, that doesn't sound collective collectivist to me. But hey, oh, I don't know much i'm not i i'm not a c a c no i'm, I'm not educated enough in chinese yeah. affairs to make uh, uh to make an educated uh comments on on their culture um but you know yeah that's the bet china has made they are betting that um their own digital currency which is the government which have rolled out already uh their central bank digital currency will trump um the the Bitcoin currency. Um and but the Western nations are having a slightly different approach to it, which is to is to try and regulate rather than outlaw uh this cryptocurrency. So for example, the second, the United States has started dialoguing with the crypto industry leaders. Um even though the infrastructure bill uh, that has been passed now the law contains some aspects that are harmful to crypto. Um there, there are already a few, There yeah, the potential uh, bills that are being, um, that are going to be presented in the house that would seek to repeal some of those anti-crypto uh, provisions within the law uh, before it comes into effect in 2024. The good thing is that there's now between now and 2024 before it comes in. So, um, so the I I prefer the American approach to it. Um, I am not one of those crypto people that don't want government, that that say oh, we don't want government regulation government is bad, no, I no, 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 I want regulation regulation is good, it needs to be regulated because when it's regulated and it's all, all I ask for, all some of us ask for is common sense regulation, don't over regulate, but regulate firmly and then regulate sensibly. A, sensibly but most importantly regulate with a how do I put it now through a fresh set of lenses the truth of the matter is that you can't use the current rules with banking, that yeah. were set up for the 1920s mm-hmm. to apply to because currently how as how, how, how things stand Literally everything in the crypto space is classed as a security. That that's not going to work, right? You can't tell them an NFT is security. It's just not going. It's art. If I buy an art in digital form, you cannot tell me that that's security. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, yes, yes. So there needs to be they need to catch up in terms of like laws. Um, so I think the Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, I think he's suggested that there needs to be a whole new different government organ that actually deals with crypto and like all of the innovation coming out of now
1: yeah they better include like crypto users young people that can give them dynamic you know younger like nobody say young i mean like people that are already in that space and you know they're forward thinking otherwise it's just gonna be my control over and over again
0: 10%. 100 uh, percent And then there needs to be that di- what I call dynamic regulation. So the change the space is changing is, is yeah. innovating at the speed of light. Like there's new so all sorts of new things coming up. Even I as a crypto as a crypto native, well, I can call myself that now. It, it's like I'm like, okay, but what is this? Like even I, I'm I'm seeing some things and I'm like, some products within the space, and I'm like, what? So it's just a lot of things happening in the space and I'm not going to lie the regulators in the West do have their jobs cut out for them and I and I do and I do feel for them to be honest because it almost feels like a whack-a-mole like that's what it feels like but they're going to have to drop their way of the the old way of thinking about regulation and try and look at it in a whole new set of ways Um and yeah and because it is completely because I think what people need to realize is that what cryptocurrency represents is not just an innovation it's actually a paradigm shift
1: yeah from the status quo
0: because exactly yeah. it's a paradigm we're moving from decentralization sorry from centralization to, the to decentralization it's kind
1: of like how the internet evolved with time right and how is exactly. this an you know, open space for us to so communicate freely? How much more money, exactly. you know, which is like you said, it, it's been feared for the longest time, but we have seen the risk with that. Exactly. Yeah. Trading places where there's no regulation. So, now we can literally, you know, own our own power in our hands and not have to rely on institutions that might be very, you know, um, unreliable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's, that's the way I see it. I see, so I'm for regulation. Um. And I think it should be regulated extensively Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. So let's talk, um, let's kinda of wrap this conversation with NFTs. So whereas Bitcoin seems more fungible, meaning that, you know, the it's kind of interchangeable in a way you can have that multiplied many times. NFTs are non fungible. So, um and I have heard of, you know, things that have sold a ridiculous amount of price. So that was that um cat? Yeah the cat, like the the popular meme. Sold for, yeah. you know, how many million dollars was oh, that? Like sold? a meme. Yeah, the meme, yeah. And I know Jack, yeah. you know, um, the head of Twitter, he was trying to sell his yeah. original tweets. I think
0: so first tweet yeah, for two points.
1: Something million, you know,
0: dollars
1: of worth of, you know, NFTs. Yeah. So, um I think my first encounter with NFT was a friend of mine who does spoken word you know, like um poetry and she had made a painting And she talked about how she sold her first nft and she kept talking about nft i'm like what is this nft again you know so i googled it i'm like oh it's actually an idea that you know um, for creative to you know create products that they can that their fans can feel like oh I have this unique thing, right? But like I said earlier, um, that you're able to get something from your fa- from your, you know, your favorite creator doesn't necessarily mean you have the creative rights to- rights to it. So and I know you through your um is it um Oh Hell XYZ, you guys did something yeah, recently. O'Hale. Yeah, sorry, O-Hale, <laughs> thank you. Oh, you know, you you did like a commemoration of the lucky shooting and um you're able to do um some you did an NFT yeah yeah so can you just explain the practical you know um the practicality of NFT you being a creator and even a collector as well
0: yeah um so the practical um and it's simple it's just basically NFTs are like you've I think you've done most of my work for me already so (laughs) NFTs
1: are it
0: was a brilliant it was a brilliant it was I loved the way you 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 explained that fungibility, uh, the fungibility of, yeah. of 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 tokens, and you know Thank I you. loved it. Thank I loved you, it. very good. Um, so NFTs are just like you said, you know, they're just digital assets. Uh, it could be art, like a friend. It could be um, it could be tickets. I have NFTs that are tickets. You mentioned poetry. I actually have an NFT that is a poem.
1: A poem. Yeah.
0: Wow. A, yeah. Yeah it's a it's a poem um so just poem written on like a and just sold as a you know picture um so n f t s could be just about anything i have an n f t that is a track a rap a rap music like that's like three three minutes long um i have an n f t that is three d you know three dimensional and all of that. Um, I have an NFT that is very, that is generative. Um, so I have this particular one where, anytime you click on it, it changes shape, and it never repeats the same shape once. Um, so you have all sorts of NFTs. They're all different types of NFTs, um, and the practicality of it was is very with 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 what we did with the um this the, the Finance and hope project was we we collaborated with an artist, a friend of mine called uh, Akin Labi. He's based in Nigeria. So we wanted to mark the, um, the lucky shooting in 2020. Um, and we wanted to, you know, demonstrate our, our, our support for it. It's still there. It's still available for, for, it's still there on auction. Um, and, but we are not, you know, it's still something we're pursuing. um, so that's one, and we have a, another project coming up, actually. Um, so that's another one. But I just quickly wanted to touch on something you mentioned, in terms of like having rights to, when you buy. It depends. It depends. So I'll give you an example. The project, the second project we're working on, is actually a derivative of a, of an NFT that we hold already. So some NFT projects that actually give you the direct they give you the right they give you the exclusive rights to commercially reproduce it in any way shape or form use it for your merchandising create other nfts from it do whatever you want to do with it and make money with it the only so I'll give you an example so board ape so one of the most iconic so the NFT I'm gonna say it now the NFT project I bought in was board ape Yacht club Bored Ape Yacht Club now the Bored Ape Yacht Club was gave us the exclusive rights to use our um, Board Ape um, in any way shape or form commercially that we wanted to do so if you wanted to create uh, if you wanted to create like a a t t-shirt with it fine go ahead if you want to create sneakers with it, if you want to create an NFT with it, and many people have done that, people have created thousands of NFTs from there just that one NFT. Um, so it depends if 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 the, if the <laughs> original originator I mean, of the of the if the person that owns no, the no, NFT no, tells no, gives on. you the right to to reproduce it commercially, yeah, by all means you're free to do it. So, but if they don't, obviously, then you don't. And you don't have the right. So, so that's that's that. i yeah. might touch on that and then yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and in terms of like right um, buying um NFT, yeah. get into the NFT space, the practicalities of it are simple. You just need to be on social media, um, put just follow certain people, put notif if you're not yeah. the type that's on social media a lot, put notifications on yeah, Twitter put put notifications on for them only go on Twitter when you see the notification from them, see what they have to say if it's actionable intel you, you take action, if it's not you continue with what you're doing and then there's Clubhouse you go on Clubhouse, there are loads of NFT clubs on Clubhouse you join yeah. them, show up every that's now and sense. then join yeah. the conversations, there's a lot of info, a lot of education happening in those spaces and the same thing with <gasps> Twitter spaces, and that's it Then maybe if you see a project you like, you can, if they have a Discord server, you join the Discord group. That's sort of practical. So, Clubhouse, Twitter, Discord. I say, that's it. it. That's that's, That's all you need. That's how it works. That's how I've gotten all of the. Oh, most of the projects I've been into—that's how I've gotten into that. Yeah,
1: I imagine it kind of started gaining more traction because you know energy is not really a new concept. I think the first project was sometime in 2015. I guess with the lockdown, it helped um, a lot of um, creatives find innovative ways to, you know, connect more with their fans and to also earn money because you can't be going out on the streets. Now, um, let's let's just because it's been we've been talking a lot. I think it's going to end up being a podcast about crypto and bitcoin but it's really been yeah. very helpful for me so um, I think to just wrap up the conversation would will just be I guess what's the future like for you um, I know you, you're really trying to I mean having like left your job at Deloitte and trying to like find your way and you know doing your thing and NFT and crypto and all that what do you think the future will be like for um,
0: you I think the future is for me is um more collecting, more investing, and I wanna um, write more about the space. I wanna become like a, a writer within the space. Those um, so are kind of like the three main areas I wanna create value um, within the space, you know, write about my thoughts about space, and then obviously I wanna invest because that's where the real value is. Because, you know, um, a lot of, there are a lot of brilliant people in the space. Um, so if I can invest in like um, platforms that are solving any, so that are creating new ways and avenues to empower people uh, imagine, I wish I had money to invest in like OpenSea for example, imagine I had the yeah, I'll, I'll be like, yes I'll be like, I made it but, you know, but that's kind of like where I, I want to, uh, that's kind of like the future for me, invest in some of the platforms that are coming up um, at the angel um, uh, stage level, if, I, if I'm able, that, that's my dream to be able to get in at this, in- yeah, in- to get in at the away. seed stage and uh-huh. um and, and see how it goes. While I still keep collecting and and occasionally trading my trading um, NFTs, um, I'm still doing crypto on the side and stuff like that. Where can I <laughs> <they> find you? <laughs>
1: And your people. <laughs>
0: okay, um, it will be best to catch me on on Twitter because we don't have what we've done. We don't have a group. We don't. We, we me and my friend. Yeah, me and my friend. Me and from me and my friend, we've decided that it's just going to be a hassle to Edda, run a WhatsApp group or anything like that. So, um, so you can follow me yeah, on yeah, Twitter yeah. at I am the Choco. I am yeah, Choco. I'm Choco. Yeah.
1: Okay, and I'll put yeah. that in the show notes. So to put you on the spot, I feel like we're kind of in 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 the what's the word? We're at risk of losing like, you know, conversations, you know, between the genders. And so for I guess for men who might be listening to this and trying to like feel like they don't fit in the world they're currently living. And it seems to me that you tend to have this confidence, you know, that I don't see in some so for men that might be battling with that like how do you suggest that again because I feel like what you hear about masculinity these days is just and I go like don't you guys have dads don't you have brothers don't you even have you know someone you're married to because there's no way I want to throw you know masculinity under the bus as you know totally toxic for example like when they say oh men are this and toxic masculinity do I think that some men have behaved badly of course the same way I think that women have behaved badly but I don't see men as the enemy. Um, I see that for us yeah. to have a better world, we both need each other, right? And for me, I don't think the future yeah. is female. I, I, I hate seeing that slang everywhere. The future can be female. You know, <laughs> you need men. So, um, yeah,
0: the future is woman.
1: I know. We hardly have men come on the show, so I'm not going to ask you to talk about women. I want to just talk about yeah. you being a man. Like, How do you really um, get that confidence to traverse the world in a world that is trying to say you are the toxic one?
0: Right, it's hmm. I I do didn't even see myself as being the confident person, but I guess it's how like you know you know we have. I think we are worst we worst critics, aren't we? Usually, so um. But while say how I navigate the world, where he says that are at is to see what I what I try to do is I. Try to look at it from a factual point of view. Is Are some of the accusations that have been made, are they true? Yes, <laughs> they are true. Um, men are naturally stronger than women. It's a natural... It's a fact. It's a documented fact that men, on the average, are stronger than women. So... Um, what, like i think what's happened now is that to the conversation is it isn't that we haven't been having this conversation it's just that we're now having it on such an aggregated way um that this conversation is now happening in front of like six four billion people and the speed of the internet (laughs) the speed of the internet tiktok and all of that so that's just the difference. We've been having the same conversations ever, uh, since. It's just that they're now happening in front of the whole world. And because of that, the multiplier effect oh, of yeah. it is now beginning to... Before now, it used to be life was imitating the arts.
1: Now life and right, arts are no different.
0: <laughs> now life is... In fact, art is now imitating the, the life, you know. <laughs> Like, like it's just it's like a it's like a feedback loop now, <laughs> where life is imitating the art and art is imitating life and life is imitating the art and life, and art is imitating life and 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 so on yeah. and so forth. There's that, there's that loop right now because you're not having. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, TikTok is a is the world's biggest movie <sighs> studio. No, honestly, they're 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 creating amazing actors and actresses on that yeah. platform. So, to answer your question. I, I partly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to sound like um um, I don't want to sound like I'm at two shoes. I do. I, I do. I do genuinely accept that. I do genuinely accept my male privilege. I do. I do accept that as a as a male, I can go out for a walk after talking to you now. Yeah, this is nine you go for
1: that walk at I, night.
0: I can go for that walk. I can go for that walk and come back, you know. And I'm not really. I do look around me sometimes. I just try to be around, conscious of my surroundings, right? Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, men too get jumped and get beaten, but the but the tendencies that is women that get attacked more. So, and when I go for my walks, I usually see the situation where I'm walking into like maybe like two women walking in my direction and all of a sudden there's the scene and then then they cross to the other side of the road before now I used to I used to it used to make me angry and I used to say it's because I'm black or it's especially if, if there were white girls like oh they're being racist it's because I'm black and all that but then I began to hear some of these horror stories of women being raped and killed and yeah. all that and then the last one that happened that really like Policeman f- f- did a fake arrest, arrested this woman. Yeah, it happened last this, in the earlier UK, this year in where? London, yes, wow. yes, in the UK. He did a fake arrest and you know, took this woman. Oh, to some I mean, she split. died, right?
1: Ripped. I think, yeah, about This was during really lockdown. Yeah, I'm yeah. a true kind of... I, I that London. story, yeah. She went for a walk. Yeah. I think
0: she bought something long- in the store, so yeah. 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 Now, so it, when that's happening by a policeman who's supposed to be like law and order, yeah. you can imagine what an average joe like me will come across to. So that's why, that's kind of like the way I, I I, I view that kind of situation. And I, I honestly just accept that as a male, I'm privileged, um... And I'm conscious of it to the best of my knowledge. Obviously, I I also understand that sometimes the conversation can um, get so uh, pushed to the other extreme. We can have, we do have extremes, but I get it. We are like, with everything there, there are extremes. What I try to do is not to focus on the extremes. You know, like people that go on, go on and on with the extremes. I just know that, A, they are trying to just looking for attention um, uh, or they are actually crying for help yeah, yeah so I' those two things so I, I my policy I know people are like out on Twitter for example I just muted them because I know they're not there for a genuine conversation so I just mute them I just just don't yeah. wanna not listening to but I'm ready to have uncomfortable conversations with people that want to have those comfort and I think that's it's a it's an comfortable place to be I think the thing with human us human beings is that we're inherently lazy we're inherently lazy our bias is to just lean on lean to one side and just take that yeah. side but the best way the best place to be is to maintain a constant state of balance uh, which is hard it's
1: hard and it, it, you have yeah. to constantly t- like Kill that thing inside of you that feels like this is the only right way, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah. You know that constant state of saying, "Listen, we can walk this tightrope. We can, we can, we we can, we can do. We can walk and chew like the same. Yeah. We can walk and chew at the same time." So I don't know if I have answered your question, but that's kind of like that's how I see it. I acknowledge my privilege. I'm happy to have these conversations. Yeah. I know there are extremes I don't pay attention to the extremes
1: yeah, yeah. I think it's just they annoy me oh no I, I yeah, imagine yeah. You know, even on both sides because you know, I have some female perspectives I'm like I can't buy into that because buying into that will really be against everything that I have known and I believe strongly in and that is people yeah. are good people are bad regardless of gender or whatever species they inhabit so I know I'm always very worried about, and even as a, as a as a scientist, I'm always worried about absolutes, like you know, all men are this. No, like you know, <laughs> I'm not going to buy into that narrative. But I believe that, um, as a female, I have had my perspective challenged because I know that sometimes what I deem to be truthful might not necessarily be, the, you know, the real truth. Because a lot of our ideas are formed by our culture, how we were raised, the religion, you know, we are yeah. to But um, there's no, I mean, there are absolute truths about for example, being good, you know, that's an absolute truth that regardless of what has been done to you, be a good person, you know, and you define what that means. Yeah. But as far as dealing with other people, I've just learned that to try to give that space. Am not always, you know, very gracious? No. You know, I don't have my moments. I'm deeply flawed as a human being. But I believe that we should 100%. still give that space for um, not knowing Grace. what we know and knowing that the truth you think you have might not really, you might not inhabit you know those spaces right now. Are you open to like challenging those truths that you held so deeply, and exploring what the other person's perspective would be about? Is you know. But anyways, thanks for sharing your um your your thoughts on that. I'm really done with all my questions, and I think it was worth the oh, wait. Wow. We've talked a lot. I could keep talking to you about yeah, all have. kinds of things, and um <laughs> I want to say thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot.
0: No, I, I, yeah, yeah, you. You're very much welcome and uh, yeah the the I'm 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 honored to be here. Um this is an amazing thing that you're doing and um I like that we're having these kind of conversations. Um they're important because as a society we don't we're not having this kind of conversation. We need to have these conversations more and more and less of the other trite and you know, combative kind of conversations that we tend to have these yeah. days. Yeah. You know. It's not exciting. What we, the conversation we have we've had now is enriching, but it's not exciting. It's not. It's not. Let me not say exciting. It's, it's exciting, but it's not. Um. How do I put it? It's not controversial. It's not, controversial. It's not, it's not.
1: Even the things that I, you know, we don't agree on, we still have. We should have space to kind of just listen, and be like, you know, what? I really don't agree with that, but it's okay. You share your opinion, and you know, I'll listen to you
0: that's how it should yeah, be really yeah. I think the thing is that I think the wrong mindset is when people go into an argument or a conversation to win to beat the other person over with well, a what cut, have you learned though with, you with just go job. home
1: like looking more exactly.
0: stupid you know <laughs> yeah and people if people are being truthful to themselves when they go home remunerate ruminate over what uh, ruminate, ruminate sorry mm-hmm. what am I saying okay. ruminate over what the other person has yeah. said has said they'll realize that there's some truth into it's it's uncomfortable but when you actually do some reflection you realize that it's not possible for the person you're having an argument to not have any point at all
1: yeah i think they know he's almost i think possible. they know because i found i've caught myself getting super defensive when somebody calls something out in me that i'm not comfortable with so i deem them the liar you know, and you know, this is just me putting myself
0: on the well. spot. And then when you walk and I away. walked
1: away, it stayed with me like <laughs> cleaning, like you know, so like on a on a religious level, like you're calling out the idols in me and I'm like, I'm not comfortable with that. So right i me taking that first. I'm gonna label you as that. And I think it's the same thing with cancel culture, like the people that are always like forefront of it, they usually able, like why are you, you don't even know this person personally. I get you, they said something wrong. But why are you asking for their head? Have you never really, you know, said something wrong? Let's go dig through your tweets. I'm sure you said something like 10 years ago when Twitter was not a thing.
0: How are you, uh, this sounds like something that happened, what you just said now happened just a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. When I was just like, wow. I know the
1: internet never forgets. Yeah, you know? again. The
0: internet never forgets. You know,
1: do we have to...
0: Be graceful. That's it. We just need to learn to that's be graceful and distract. What is this person actually saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right?
0: I think, even as I speak today, you know, I, I still have to learn that myself because, for example, you know, there, there are people that I don't I don't even want to listen to right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, spot on on giving people grace. We need it, you know, when we fall. I mean, do we have to hold people accountable uh, for sure? But then when you're holding them accountable, don't come off like you've never seen You know, chances are maybe your stuff are not on tweets, but I bet if we were to look at your search engines or your text to your friends, are you going to be spotless? I don't think so. Anyways, um, this was good, Banet. Thank you so much for your time. It was. um, That's
0: no problem. You're very much uh, welcome. We should
1: do this again. Maybe come and explore deeply on how the NFT space is going and your current ventures and all the best with your auction. I hope he hits the maximum and critical threshold that you're looking for.
0: Thank you. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Most Podcast. Well, guess what? There's plenty more where that came from. So visit our website at www.mosibyl.com. That is www.mosibyl.com, where you can find hours of other binge-worthy episodes just like this one. And while you're at it, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. As it encourages other awesome people like you to listen to the podcast as well, we are now officially on Podbean. It has an app you can catch up on missed episodes and also get a notification when we have new episodes. Do you have a question for our guest, feedback on the episode, or a suggestion for a future guest? Then please get in touch with us by sending us an email at talktomore@mostable.com or connect with us via Instagram at the moral simple podcast. Cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for always listening. Mm-hmm.